Welcome back, Squat Therapy with Jason Ackerman, coming to you live, well, live for me, I'm recording it, so I suppose it's live for you too, you're listening to me, something about this is live, it's recorded, whatever, you're listening to me, and I'm excited for today's show, because I've got someone I've never met in person, I only know him virtually, his name is Dustin Rhodes, he goes by the moniker Macros Coach, and I'm really excited to have him on here because let me let me list a couple of reasons I'm excited to have Dustin on. For one, he's a, he's a stud. He's a good dude. He competes in physique competitions, and he looks badass, and he was actually one of the first people that turned me on to flexible eating. I don't even know how he and I connected. Maybe Maybe he'll remember... When, when we start talking, but he's just always been very cool and gracious about helping others. And now that I help people with macros, you know, I've been involved in this fitness world for over 25 years and people are catty. People don't like to help one another. People are super defensive of their clients and Dustin couldn't be more opposite. He's invited me into his own private group. He's pushed people my way. He shared some of my stuff. And I think it really goes to show the kind of person that he is because he's out there trying to change people. He's out there trying to help others. You know, he's maybe a little more specialized in that physique world, but, but he still has plenty of people that he's worked with that are just in it to lose some weight and feel good about themselves. And that's what I love about him. He's, he's been helpful to me and my journey since day one, and I'm super excited to have him on here. So, coming up on today's episode of Squat Therapy is my man, Macros Coach, Dustin Rhodes. You know, and, and speaking of working out, which, which Dustin obviously, obviously does, no one wears cotton shirts when they work out anymore, am I right? So why are we sleeping on cotton sheets? It's stupid. But the good news is REMFIT, R-E-M FIT, is changing the sleep game completely. And I've partnered with REMFIT because I've started to realize just how important sleep and recovery are. Without it, my body falls apart. And they're the industry leaders in creating a cool, clean, and comfortable sleep environment. You have to check out their new smart pillow, the Zeke. Z-E-E-Q, I love mine, with Bluetooth speakers, six-axis gyroscope and snore intervention technology. And we've all slept next to someone that snores. You need to hand them this pillow. Ladies, am I right? Give it to your husband. It's a pillow with more technology than the Apollo spacecraft. Seriously, check it out. Go to rumfit.com, that's R-E-M-F-I-T.com. And if you use the code Ackerman15, that's my name, A-C-K-E-R-M-A-N-15, you'll save 15% on everything you buy. Check them out. All right, Dustin Rhodes, Macros Coach, is officially on the phone. How are you? What's up, bud? How are you, man? Doing good, doing good. As you can probably tell, he's from Texas. He's got the strong Texas accent going on. So, I, I introduced you already, you know, you're a physique competitor and you've done really well. You want to give the listeners an idea of, of how much competing and how well you've done over the years? 
first started competing uh, back in 2011. My first uh, men's physique show was uh, April of 2011. Um, I did five shows that year. Um, I had always, uh, you know, worked out all my life, played sports. Uh, but by the year 2011, um, the NPC IFBB uh, introduced a new uh, league or uh, division called uh, Men's Physique. So it looked like it was something that, hey, you can get on stage and show off your hard work. So that's kind of what intrigued me uh, to even start competing. Um, because like I said, I had already kind of been working out all my life and, uh, you know, been eating the right foods and, uh, you know, trying to maintain a, a, a decent, healthy, uh, physique, um, so-called your beach body, uh, type body with the nice ripped abs. So when I heard about the new division, um, I thought it was a great opportunity to, like I say, uh, showcase, uh, that hard work that I was, you know, putting in the gym, um, and also in the kitchen. So. Again, first show was in April of 2011. It was with a natural federation um, based out of Houston, Texas. I got second place in my first show. And, of course, after that, I mean, I was really excited. Um, I kind of had that attitude of, hey, man, I've been doing this, like, fitness thing for a little bit. And, you know, I got an uh, opportunity to compete and I get second. So I kind of got, like, a little big head and kind of got, like, you know, a little I guess you could say, and of course, uh, decided to step in and do another show about eight weeks later. Um, got third place, uh, my very, you know, my second show. So of course, you know, first two shows, second place, third place, you know, obviously did uh, got some success. So um, I kept on competing. Uh, my next show was uh, the Branch Warren Classic. I didn't do too well there actually. Um, I didn't make top five. Um, and then a month later, I turned around and did the Europa uh, Dallas uh, in August of 2011. Um, it was a very, probably the biggest show um, I had done, obviously, uh, at that point. Um, of course, didn't place top five either, there either, uh, but that was okay. Uh, turned around a week later uh, and did my fifth show of August of 2011. Um, with the natural federation, a different federation uh, than uh, the branch Warren was uh, sanctioned under, which was the MPC National Physique Committee. Um, and this, my fifth show, I got second place. So uh, five shows, three uh, top five placings. Um, so that was my first year competing. So, um, you know, like I said, did very well the first year. Uh, and I've continued since then. Um, I've done 20 shows overall. Uh, earned my natural pro card June 6th of 2015 through the Naturally Fit Federation based out of Austin, Texas. Um, I've competed in probably eight different states across the United States. Um, so I've gotten a chance to travel, um, not only locally, but again, out of state. And also across the country, um, competed anywhere from West Coast to California, all the way as far as uh, East as uh, Pittsburgh, and uh, as far as North as Chicago, and of course as far as South as uh, Houston, Texas. So I've got an opportunity to meet a lot of people um, through the years um, that you not know, only probably uh, trainers and coaches themselves, but just fitness uh, enthusiasts. Um, now, I know uh, 
you're really big in CrossFit. Um, and to be honest, the first three years that I competed, 2011, 2012, and 2013, my training was actually 100% CrossFit training. I did, I would do three to four wads a day. Um, I was just very addicted uh, to the aspects of, in uh, the challenge that a CrossFit um, um, concept and the design of their programs offer. Um, but that's kind of a little bit of gist. Again, over the last five years, competed uh, 20 different competitions. Uh, again, finally earned my natural pro card, 2015. So it's kind of where I'm at at this point. I know I travel a lot, and it seems to me, you know, following you on social media, you're always on the road either competing or supporting one of your athletes. What, for those listening, you know, I grew up and competed in bodybuilding before there was this physique division. What's the biggest difference between physique and bodybuilding? Well, definitely, obviously, it's going to come down to the uh, size um, and uh, conditioning um, will be the difference, obviously. So you have uh, men's physique, which is a fairly new division, like I already said, which was created uh, in 2011. Prior to that, like you said, um, you, when you competed or had any uh, – uh, bodybuilding uh, competitions. That's pretty much all that it was prior to men's physique was bodybuilding for men, and that was it. But they, uh, the men's physique, the division is a little bit less muscle mass. Um, on the pro level, especially in the IPB, those guys are getting pretty big. But, again, it's not as much size and not uh, as hard at uh, striations in the muscles that they require um, in bodybuilding. So, um you know, the criteria, again, is smaller and probably uh, not as conditioned. Yeah, and the average person would see someone like you and just think you're a bodybuilder because you're pretty jacked. It's not as if you're not jacked. It's just a little bit leaner than those bodybuilders. Yeah, correct. I mean, to the average person, um, you know, anybody that probably has been lifting weights for a while and has a decent amount of muscle and may not necessarily weigh a lot, but has a good muscle density, um, will appear bigger uh, than obviously the average person that probably doesn't lift weights as much because that's just what the mu- you know lifting does by you know adding muscle and of course having a low body fat percentage. Your body appears to be bigger, so that's that is the beauty about bodybuilding and in, in its full aspect, whether it's bikini, figure, uh, men's physique, women's physique. Um, uh, class of physique, I mean, it's all about an illusion, you know what I mean? So, uh, when you're on that stage, I mean, of course, they're not judging you based on, you know, how much you weigh or what your body fat is. Um, you know, they're just looking at basically, you know, body symmetry, you know, balance, uh, you know, overall aesthetics, uh, conditioning, you know, those type of things. So, not always the bigger athlete always wins or not always the smaller athlete always going to win. It just generally who brings the best package that day and presents their uh, package the best on the stage. Cause what I tell a lot of people is, you know, I've learned that through competing and watching that I've seen so many guys that have these great physiques and you just would think, man, automatically they, they're probably going to win the show. But when they get on stage, they don't know how to pose. They don't know how to have that stage presence, that, that personality. And so they won't, do well at all if I mean if more or less even make top 10 um so you know again it comes down to stage presence personality and your overall uh the 
too. So, um, but again, like I said, uh, you know, physique is a new division. It's fairly new. It's been since 2011, but it's definitely taken off. Um, and it's definitely uh, allowed a lot of people to kind of um, utilize the stage as a good platform to, you know, to achieve their goals, you know, their dreams or whatever it was as a kid, you know, what they wanted to accomplish as they got older. Was it, you know, just to be successful or was it to be that so-called fitness model? Um, so it's definitely given a definitely a platform for a lot of people to uh, reach their goals. Totally agree. And, you know, you make a big point to say you're natural and you promote it that way. Do you, are there a lot of people doing steroids? You know, obviously people watch bodybuilding and the assumption is they're on steroids. As a competitor, do you see that a lot? Are there a lot of people doing steroids out there? Uh, in the, unfortunately, in the bodybuilding world, it's just a fact. It ha it, it's out there. There is a lot of people that use. Now, whether that's performance enhancement reasons or if it's medically, um, I, I've, I've known, got a chance to you know, learn that, you know, especially with my coaching style, I, I, I coach with basically a, a not a natural, um, approach. Um, so I expect all my athletes to be 100% natural, no performance enhancement, uh, drugs, but I have come across where there are people that are probably a little bit older, such as me, I'm only 33 at this point, um, that, you know, do take it for medical reasons. So, um, there is a lot of steroid use involved. Um, again, I think some probably abuse it, but there's a lot of people that are that use it appropriately. Um, but unfortunately, when you're coming to the performance enhancement side, uh, a lot of people, I believe, use it. But until I've actually seen somebody specifically, I guess, stick a needle in their body, it's hard to say for a fact that someone uses but it's a given fact. Everybody knows, especially on the bodybuilding side, maybe not women's bikini or physique or figure side, but it's a no, especially on the IFBB pro level, that, I mean, you just don't get that big naturally, and you just don't develop those type of physiques um, naturally. I mean, yes, genetics, hard work, dedication plays a whole role. And when you have all three, man, a, 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 a dime a dime, I mean, Magic happens. Um, but, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, yeah, that's one reason why I do. I'm very proud of, you know, when I, I, why I post about being natural. And I'm sure you might have seen a hashtag called Full Natty. Yeah. Um, the reason for, behind that is because I've seen so many athletes out there that have great physiques and are, you know, great, motivate a lot of people. So I'm not, I'm not um, downing them. But, uh, you know, they'll hashtag, you know, half natty and, you know, and utilize it's like in that world, it seems like uh, from my understanding is, oh, well, you know, oh, I'm natural, but they'll be taking Anavar, you know, which is more of an oral type uh, um, steroid versus, um, I guess, an injection style steroid. Uh, and they'll, you know, they'll utilize themselves as all oh, half natties, you know, um, but they just take a little bit not a whole lot, you know, not large doses. So my idea is I'm 100%. Like, I don't even take any supplements when it comes to um, uh, fat burners, creatine, anything like that. Not that I'm uh, against anybody taking them. It's just something I've gotten away from. So, and again, I don't take any steroids, period. 
not even a small dosage of something medically or anything. So that's my reason for that, just to show people, hey, you know, I may not have great genetics like a lot of people out there do, but if you work hard, you stay consistent, um, you can do it without any drugs in a performance enhancement way. Um, that you can still maintain a, a, a decent, healthy beach body type physique. Again, I'm not, again, I know I'm not the, I don't have the best aesthetics in the world, but I just try to help. You know, when I promote myself and how I kind of promote the way I do my, uh, my, I guess, uh, nutritional and uh, online training uh, approach. Um, I just try to, you know, one, be completely open and honest and say, hey, you know, you can do it. If you just stay consistent and uh, have patience with yourself, and like I said, you know, keep it consistent over a long period of time. But that's just my why why I do it because I want people to say you know that hey, this guy actually is 100% natural. Like he doesn't just say he's natural, but he's not taking even a small dosage like which is known in this bodybuilding world. Either people are taking large dosage or they're just taking small amounts and. I just want people to understand that, hey, this dude is natural, 100%, and if you are willing to put in the time and effort that you can maintain a healthy physique and uh, um, have good aesthetics and uh, build muscle, burn fat, and eat what you want without having to feel like you've got to restrict yourself of certain foods just to re reach certain goals. So that's kind of my, why I do the full natty. Um, it's not to throw it in anybody's face or just say, hey, I'm better than you just because you do this or you, do, or you don't do that. Um, but it, and it's just everything's about how you promote yourself. And I just want people to really know that, hey, he is a full natural athlete. Um, and that's it. Other than that, that's, you know, reason why I do what I do, you know, reason why I post the way I post or maybe, you know, talk how I talk or however it may be or however it may be perceived. Well, you, you touched upon the, the whole eating thing, and obviously that's why I wanted you on the podcast. I introduced you before you were on, and I don't remember how we got in touch on Facebook. Somehow we did, and you were one of the two people that I was like, man, what are these two doing eating donuts being ripped? And I remember reaching out to you quite a bit when I had first gotten started, and you were a huge help to me. You know, you like I said in my intro, the, the, the fitness world can be like one of the worst places. People are jealous and envious and all this stuff. And from day one, man, you were helpful. You continue to help me if I need it. You continue to, you know, post stuff. And I try to do the same for you. So, it's, you know, that aspect of you coaching, I've always admired and, and been proud to, you know, to continue our relationship. But when you talk about eating... When did you find out about macros and, you know, you, you were bodybuilding. I know when I was bodybuilding and even during CrossFit, it was like, you know, we've all been there, chicken and broccoli and white rice for days. And I wish I knew about this 20 years ago, but when did you find out about macros and, and how did you get started? Well, I remember back in 2008, I went to a career training school, ATI. And uh, for my NASM, uh, National Academy of Sports and Medicine, CPT, CSPS, and uh, FNS. 
And I remember going through just a bit, you know, our first nutritional class. And that's why, you know, obviously was given the understanding of the basic breakdown of macronutrients, carbs, proteins, and fat, obviously better understanding of why we needed each uh, source. And when it came down to body composition, understanding, uh, learn the basics of just metabolism and thermodynamics, calories in, calories out. And I even was taught, you know, back how to you know break down someone's uh, daily calorie energy expenditure utilizing the Harris Benedict equation. So ever since then, that's that's basically the that, the formula that I've used since day one because it's what I was taught. Um, and of course, I was taught how to break down the overall total calories or daily energy expenditure, and then break uh, the calories down into appropriate macros. You know, the right amount of carbs uh, or protein, carbs, and fats. So. I, I remember back then learning those and the, the, pretty much the basics of uh, macros. Now, the idea of flexible dieting, I hadn't heard of. Um, I guess that's kind of really when social media for me kind of started to uh, kind of start. Um, so prior to, you know, of course, we both know prior to social media, um, there really wasn't much uh, information out there um, when it came to, you know, uh, nutrition and you know, macros and the, the concept of flexible dieting, as also known as IFYM, if it's your macros. Um, because before social media, if you to get it, knew any information, you had to go to school. You had to go to a library, and you had to research it, and you had to find out for yourself. But over the last 5, 10 years, social media has just freaking completely taken off, and everybody's just is on at least one social media site, if not multiple social media sites promoting themselves uh, personally or business-wise. Um, but, uh, you know, that was then. And I was I can even remember um, being, uh, if as long as it was natural, it, it, it didn't matter. And I was a big, I learned about organic food at that time. So at that period from 2008 to 2011, prior to me competing, um, I was really all about organic foods because I had learned, you know, I had met, uh, kind of met with a guy that owned a boot camp company here in uh, the North Texas area. His name was Mario, and he was really big on like kind of like raw foods and almost a paleo diet because that's how he lost a lot of weight. He was a person that had lost probably over 100 pounds, and that's how he kind of got into fitness is he was a weight loss type person, which is I'm sure you've come across a lot of people that become coaches because they've come from a weight loss background. So he's the one that kind of got me into like organic type food. So I would still, you know, do my macros, you know, or to at least the best of my ability at that time. Um, uh, but while hitting just natural foods and I can remember eating, drinking a bunch of grapefruit juice and to hit like a certain, you know, amount of carbs. Uh, Cause it was, uh, you know, more, I was told, you know, taught at that time that, Hey, it's a, uh, fast-active liquid carbs, you know, it's something you would like to have, like, possibly right after a workout. And I can remember some girl going, man, all that sugar. And I would think, well, it's natural, you know, as long as my macros are on point, what's the problem? But still not really having much information of the whole idea of flexible dieting or flexible eating, if it fits your macros, or what I like to call macro dieting. It's all the same concept, you know that. Yep. Uh, but I started competing, like I said, in 2011, and any kind of like research you did on contest prep was, hey, you don't have to count calories as long as you eat these foods. 
And as long as you eat every two to three hours, it'll help increase your metabolism, and that'll help you lose weight, blah, blah, blah. So, of course, the first year competing, I, that's how I, that's how I, my approach was, was that so-called, that's when the, I believe also now I was known as clean eating, but that's when that clean eating terminology started being thrown around. Um, because it was like, hey, just eat these foods, and there were certain basic foods that you would eat, and that's what the terminology where it came is the idea of clean eating. So I can remember, like I said, the first year, like I already mentioned about me eating five shows, 2011, um, I did that. I would eat six meals a day. First three meals of the day would be basically chicken and sweet potatoes, and then the last three meals of the day would be chicken and uh, spinach and probably almonds, I believe, or cashews or something like that. And no fruit, no dairy, because, again, there really wasn't much scientific data that really backed up the idea, which is known as flexible eating, flexible dieting, macro dieting, as it is today. So, uh, again, an information you did research on was the old school kind of contest prep. So that's kind of the approach I took that first year. And just like anybody, you go through those, I guess the, I call it the bad way of dieting. That, to me, is the bad way. Is restricting yourself of certain foods and doing excess cardio and you know the whole nine yards of that approach. But again, I did no fruit, no dairy, and I remember those first five shows. Like by the fifth show, I was just completely like worn out. Like I didn't even plan on doing shows after that. And after that fifth show, I finally said, "I'm done." I just couldn't handle it. I remember the final week of that fifth show of August of 2011. I remember going to Costco and picking up green uh, asparagus and ground turkey, and that was it. And just throwing it on the on the belt by the cash register lady was like, "Man, this stuff is garbage," and I was just so miserable. So after my fifth my fifth show, I started to do research because I started seeing how people, you know, over the few the first part of the year, you know, from. Um, April 2011 to August of 2011, how people would post prior to a show and after a show. I started to notice kind of a trend how they were all high and mighty going into a show, but then as they got closer, their mood swings started to change. Then I would notice how some would post about their excessive weight gain, like, you know, maybe took a photo. I can remember this one guy took a photo of his ankles, and he had created what they call cankles, where they basically, <laughs> they, uh, had, he had, had blown up with, obviously he had ate a lot of food with sodium after the show because he had restricted his body of sodium for a prior period of time that his body was an overload and he blew up. So I can remember doing, started to do some, my own personal research again because I was like, oh, you know, this is, you know, just, you know, seeing how people would say how diets didn't work and how it would only lead them in a direction, then they would always go binge eat and then, you know, have excessive weight gain afterwards. So I can remember of um, the fall or winter of 2011, I, again, started to do some research, and I came across um, Dr. Lane Norton's YouTube video, right. Metabolic Damage, probably one of his first metabolic damage videos. Again, I don't think it was his actual first one, but probably one of the first ones. This is back in 2011. And it just kind of like, it made, it, it like a light bulb went off. And it completely made sense why people say diets in general, not whether it's contest prep or just a diet in general, people f just failed and never worked. Because it only led you in one direction. It, it just puts you basically in a caloric deficit. Because 
like we both know, to lose weight, we need to be in a caloric deficit. To gain weight, we have to be in a caloric surplus, etc. That's just the basics. And then uh, you can go from there. But um, it just all made sense because it only led you again one direction and eventually you would only follow people could only follow a diet plan for so long before they decided to oh my god i'm gonna go binge eat and uh and cheat down the road whether it was a week or two or a couple months down the road they'd eventually go and cheat and binge eat uh so it completely made sense why people just failed on on diets because in reality we like you know now like i do all Diets are just BS. They're just short term. They don't. They're not uh, sustainable long term. And that's generally what everybody was used to. The approach that everybody is used to taking is these short term style approaches. Because before 2011, I believe you know, for men's physique, and then of course women bikini back in 2009. Before that, again, there wasn't very much information on competing. So the, anybody that competed, especially before 2009 was an oddball at the gym because if you competed you were either bodybuilder or women's figure and the style of coaching for those athletes was more the enhanced way you know the in the course the the what they call nowadays the bro diet uh, approach um and so that kind of like i said i i noticed that you know i started to notice that through social media just through people that i would meet so like i said that winter i remember doing fine coming across dr lane norton of 2011 and it just it all started to make sense so i finally just started going back to tracking my macros um i could still remember you know eating healthy foods to hit my macros but then on the weekend i would do like so-called the cheat meal but i would um fit it within my macros or maybe sometimes i wouldn't and just have it like as a legit cheat, cheat meal as they call it um, but I can remember I did that every weekend. I had Papa John's. Papa John's was one of my favorite pizza places. So for several months, I would remember I would eat healthy food because, you know, you, um, the still clean versus dirty uh, was really big at that time. Oh, don't eat these foods because this is going to either A, make you unhealthy, B, it's going to make you gain weight um, or whatever. So I just remember taking the next six months or so. Uh, going into the beginning of 2012, before I competed in August of 2012, that first six months of just literally just tracking my food and literally just eating a variety of foods. Um, and that's when it, it took about six months, to be honest with you, before I actually started seeing results. Um, I just remember, uh, you know, going through the stages of, you know, gaining weight uh, and then uh, losing weight, um, you know, and just kind of going through that cycle again in 2012. Uh, but again, it took about six months before I started to see some results and started, you know, my body started, like I said, started to do, adapting and started responding. And that's when it kind of, it, it really took uh, a turn that, you know, to really understand that there was no such thing as clean versus dirty. Um, and of course, you know, I, I followed John, uh, what is it, uh, Joe Donnelly. Uh, which is known as Joe Donnelly Fit, I believe, on social media. Um, I came across a lot of his information, and he, he was kind of the, he had the same kind of ideas that I uh, would read up on with Dr. Lane Norton. So those were the two guys uh, for the first several years that I always really um, paid attention to and kind of got a lot of their um, 
their edu- uh, what their education and what they uh, provided and their information they got, other than what I already had known. Uh, uh, but it was able to uh, put all the puzzles together. And so since 2012, it's really been uh, I've been doing macros personally, um, and um, with clientele probably the last two years. I've actually done it with them. Um, of course, I you know the first couple years of myself, I wasn't 100% confident. Um, so of course, with clientele, I did the traditional meal plans um, like I had you know been kind of taught prior. Um, but again, so it's been since 2012 since uh, I started the macro thing. Um, and it just kind of has taken off from there, uh, personally. And then, of course, business-wise, um, you know, beginning of 2015, about a year and a half ago, um, business really ex- just really started to take off as I was getting ready for um, the Arnold Classic in Ohio in March of 2015. Um, as I was prepping for that, I, you know, I completely kept that one 100%, that prep 100% normal uh, to everyday life um, because I was just so excited to just go to the Arnold Classic and then have the opportunity to compete on the stage was just a blessing. So I, I completely, you know, I ate Chick-fil-A every morning, parts <laughs> every, you know, day, um, and just tracked everything, and, and boom, the body you know, handled the way it was supposed to handle, you know, and processed everything and adapted, um, like, you know, every, any kind of research you can probably pull up now on any kind of updated scientific data now that, you know, understands the basics and the, uh, behind and the science behind macronutrients and, you know, how much the body needs and what the body needs consistently. Um, so over the last year and a half or so, um, that's where the macros, macros coach, I guess you can say, was born. Um, you know, I started out as a Texas Elite Fitness. That was my first business name. Um, but like I said, as soon as the macro kind of, you know, personally took off, uh, going into 2014, 2015, and with clientele, um, that's when Macros Coach LC was born. Um, and ever since then, um, it's been one uh, heck of experience. Um, and it's definitely been a fun ride helping people uh, achieve goals with, you know, utilizing uh, the choices of foods that, you know, traditional coaches would technically cut out of their diet plan, uh, but allowing people to, you know, ben- re- see the benefits of how this approach not only helps them short term, but long term. You know, I've had several clients that before would, you know, follow a meal plan and then they go out of town. And, of course, they weren't able to follow what's foods on that meal plan, so they would eat kind of randomly foods while they're out of town. And then they would come back from out of town and be over and have gained 5, 10 pounds. And now with this approach with my clients, I've, I've, you know, I've got an, they've got an opportunity to, you know, if they've gone out of town, for example, and they weren't able to track, they still ate the same foods. They just didn't track. They come back, and they haven't gained a pound. They're still on track, still headed towards their goal. So they, you know, those life benefits, those kind of life hacks is one of the benefits I believe that comes with, you know, the flexible dieting, flexible eating, macro dieting, if it fits your macros approach, is because it is truly a, it's a lifestyle. You know, everybody, I believe, when gets into fitness, they're thinking, oh, I'm going to make this true lifestyle change. You know, I'm going to make, do this, and I'm going to do that. 
And it usually only lasts for a couple weeks. And then what? They go back to old habits. They go back to doing what they were doing before. And then before you know it, they, they go back into depression and having that excessive weight gain. And then they go through that cycle over and over. Uh, so that's what I love about the beauty of you know the, the flexible diet and approach is it gives the people an opportunity to you know not only learn how to eat the right foods, but along with their favorite treats as well or favorite snacks, and still get the results that they're looking for, and not feel deprived and not feel like they're you know um, jailed from certain food uh, choices. Well, and one thing knowing about you is you are really, really good at reverse dieting. Reverse dieting, you know, just being adding more food back to your body. So tell the people listening how much food you eat because I, I get a decent amount and I'm jealous of your numbers. Well, that's a good, uh, good thought about the reverse dieting. Um, you know, always I can remember, and this is kind of my personal experience when I came to reverse dieting, is was basically when I was prepping for the Arnold Classic of 2015. Um, prior, so basically December of 2014, I got my acceptance email from the Arnold, um, I guess, staff up in Ohio that approved uh, me to compete on their stage. So at that point, that's when I started my prep for the Arnold Classic, which was March 6th of 2015. So... I can remember basically, I think my macros were at that time were around 3,000 plus calories or so. And at, uh, as December uh, went on and went into January, I had, of course, each week tailored my macros down. And about January 25th, I had, was at up down to about 2,300 calories. And because I slowly kept dropping them down, dropping down as my weight had started to drop. I think I started at 177. I got down to 165.3 pounds within basically six weeks of, uh, you know, so-called starting uh, within my uh, the prep uh, for the show. And one night, and of course I had heard about people talk about reverse dieting and even post about it, but I had no idea what they even meant by it, what it, what it ent- uh, entitled or what. Well, I can remember this one day, which happened to be January 25th. I remember the date like it was tomorrow. Um, I remember going, having to over, go over my macros um, by a little bit. And the next day, I woke up a little bit lighter, and I had taken some photos, and I was obviously a lot leaner. And I just remember sticking to those macros for a few days, and then because as my, my weight over the next couple of days slowly would drop like 0.1, 0.2, and you can tell in photos my body fat was dropping. I was getting leaner. So every about third day, it seemed like that's when I would add. And I did about. I always did it. My kind of rule, and even and this is where it comes from, is basically five percent. So I would just add five percent of total calories and then break the macros down from there. And I just slowly, every three days, it seemed like my body adapted, and I would slowly add. So I went from January 25th at 165.3 pounds at a 2,300 calories to six weeks or eight weeks later, March 6th, whatever that, however many weeks that is, 
I was eating over 4,200 calories, and I weighed 156.2 pounds the morning of the show. Wow. So I literally dropped nine pounds, and I was eating literally almost 2,000, basically 2,000 calories more than I was prior, based on January 25th. So that's when I obviously was completely sold on the reverse dieting idea and the concept behind it. You know, obviously it's slowly adding calories back into the diet after being in a caloric deficit for a period of time. So that's what it really dawned on me about why also, like I thought back in 2011, why diets didn't work. Well, again, it just puts you in a one direction. At some point, the body is going to need more food. It needs uh, to help increase that metabolism after it's kind of stalled out. Well, most people, when they're in old school way of dieting approaches, as they drop their weight drops and drops, and they hit that plateau. Most old school approaches, or you know, misinformed coaches, or would say, "Hey, let's add more cardio and decrease the calories even more versus increase them." Well, the idea is to increase them, not too much, but just enough to continue to increase metabolism, to continue to burn fat, increase strength, and build lean muscle. So. I've just kind of used the rule of 5% because it's not very much and it's not, and it's just enough to probably help and boost their metabolism. If not, depending how their body responds, you can always backtrack if needed and it's not a very large amount at the time. So I just feel like that as long as someone's willing to be patient and understanding, I think I'm really good when it comes to the reverse dieting because I know when to add. I feel like I'm very good at that, and I get a lot of um, good results with my clients that from a reverse dieting concept. I mean, I have girls that probably are started out around 1,500 calories and have dropped 10 pounds, and they're eating 2,500 calories now, 1,000 calories more. So, yeah, I do like that approach, especially with my lifestyle clients. Um, is to help apply science and helping them build their metabolic rate up. Um, so that way they're learning how to eat more food and enjoy life and still maintain a healthy physique or, you know, lose weight, burn fat, or whatever their goals will be. Uh, but what I like about the whole idea of flexible dieting, macro dieting, if it fits your macros, is it's teaching them tools to be able to take on for the rest of their life. Um, so that way they can learn how to, uh, eat appropriately, um, going further, even after their so-called coaching terms. Um, so again, it is a true lifestyle. Um, but that's kind of my, my background when it comes to reverse dieting is, you know, obviously I experienced it with myself going into a, you know, not only just myself, but myself going into a actual show, a bodybuilding show, which I actually placed fifth. Um, on that international stage, which is kind of what we talked before, they don't drug test. So I was playing on a field with people that are probably enhanced. Uh, um, and I was able to be successful on that stage as well and place top five. Again, as a natural athlete, flexible dieter, um, uh, and a person that ate Pop-Tarts all the way to the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So what's next for you, Dustin? What's... You know, as far as competing, what's coming up next for you, and and what do you have going on with any of your clients? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Actually, um, 
Right now, I actually haven't done a show here in 2016. The last show I did was October 3rd of 2015, uh, which actually was with the WBFF. Um, I did a show in Oklahoma City. Um, that actually uh, di uh, division was called the Male uh, Fitness Model. They don't have men's physique in that uh, federation, so it's just male fitness models, and then they have male muscle models uh, for the men's divisions. But um, so this year, I've just uh, really been focused on not only continue to uh, grow up my brand, uh, such as Macros Coach LLC. Um, I've officially trademarked it within the United States, so continue to help build that brand over the year. Um, I've been traveling uh, a lot this year um, uh, to shows, um, showing support to my clients that compete. I love to do that. Um, I feel like that uh, not only helps with branding and shit. I think my fire thing went off. So. Is that you or me? That's me. I'm cooking the steak. Um, you must be cooking your macros. <laughs> But um, I, lo I love to travel because not only helps with branding and marketing, but I think it uh, brings that, you know, since I don't necessarily work with my clientele one-on-one -on -one in person, um, that at least I can show them, um, I guess, that respect that, hey, you put in all this work for a period of time that at least I could show up to their show and give them support in person versus that support that I've been giving them online. Um, so that's what I've been doing this past year is just really tr focus on building the brand, building my brand and continue to help my clients be successful. Um, but on the personal, yeah, I plan on not competing until next year. Um, I'm actually after 20 shows, five years of competing and earning my pro card myself. I've actually reached out to somebody, t um, just recently to, uh, help kind of guide me uh, and help me bring in a better package because as a coach myself, I know what it's like to have that that extra support, that extra accountability, and that third eye, especially when it comes to the conditioning. Um, so I've reached out to, his name's Tyler Mayer from uh, out of Arizona, and uh, he's known as TNT, uh, Tyler's Nutrition and Training. Um, he's a known uh, if it fits your macros coach as well. So I've hooked up, I'm going to hook up with him to help develop a team to help me become a bring in a I guess out on the athlete side a better package. Um, so that's going to be my plans right now. Uh, is again is working on uh, like an off season uh, style uh, mode I guess you can say to help continue to build uh, some muscle, build some size. Because on the even on the natural side, the pro stage, the pros out there are they're big, and they're and they've got great physique. So I've done very well with myself uh, on the amateur side, and again, I've earned my pro card, natural pro card under my own guidance. Uh, but uh, as a future wise, I've, I'm going to team up with somebody uh, to even bring a better package and uh, to continue to improve. Uh, mentally and physically as well. So that'll be the plans the rest of the year. Like it's, it's just to focus on putting on some size and then uh, get ready for a show, uh, some shows in 2017. And with my ultimate goal is competing in the 2017 Natural Olympia, which is held in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, 
through the INBA, Interna uh, Natural, International Natural Bodybuilding Association, uh, is the one that puts that uh, event on. So that's going to be my goal over the next 12 months, is just get prepared uh, for that show. But uh, in, the time, in the meantime, uh, continue to build the brand. Well, that's really awesome. And, you know, every, how can people see more of you, you know, on Facebook, on social media, or check out your website? Uh, uh, definitely can reach me on my website at macroscoach.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook, facebook.com, what is it, forward slash macros coach, um, snap, macros coach, Twitter, at the macros coach, and then of course on Instagram, I've got a few accounts, but my main account is at macros coach, so feel free to follow me, give me a shout, send me a message, say hi. Um, I love meeting new people. I love helping people, even if it's just a simple it's a little advice, just to kind of give them some direction, give them a little uh, assistance uh, on what direction to go. Um, I'm open, like I said, to, you know, inspiring as many people as I can to achieve a healthier, uh, happier lifestyle um, through proper nutrition and, uh, I guess you can say, quality training. And you're definitely doing it, but it's been great to have you on this podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. You're killing it, and I know, no doubt, you'll be on the stage in Vegas first place. We'll be cheering you on. Oh, yeah. Well, that's definitely the goal for sure, uh, and I definitely appreciate you having me on, and I definitely um, uh, appreciate all the, I guess, the, the message that you're uh, sending out to your uh, followers, to your friends. Uh, to your clients as well, and uh, as long as I believe that is, um, if we're all supportive of each other, everybody wins. Absolutely, I love it. Thank you so much, Dustin. Thank you very much, bud, and uh, thank you for having me. Well, that was really awesome because Dustin's a great guy. Check him out on all those avenues of social media that he mentioned because he's fun to watch. Right now, he's trying to bulk up, getting ready for that next competition, and I'm always envious and amazed by the amount of food he's able to eat and still stay so lean even as he's bulking up. Check him out. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of Squat Therapy.